Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC and Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Hey, welcome back to uh, Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo, and today we have our our co-host, Tony Shore. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for asking, and great to be on the show once again. I've had a great week. I wasn't really too busy this week, to be honest. Uh, For the first time in a while, it was a slower week, but you know what? Uh, I really used that time and got outside and got some things done. How about you? We've been, uh, fortunately, I've been busy as hell. Yeah, I I know you've been crazy crazy busy. And unfortunately, we've had a lot of um, probate cases where, uh, you know, people have passed away and not one of them have have been because of coronavirus, so which is good, but... uh, uh, you know, it's you know, that's just our practice. We do a lot of estate planning for people, and eventually, uh, we all go. So, um, it must go somewhere better because nobody tends to come back, right? You know, I never seen anyone come back and say, "Hey, it's not so good on the other side." But um, so it must be pretty good over there. So yeah, yeah. Well, and my my wife's uh, father, you know, has cancer really bad uh-huh. uh, right now. They had to remove his bladder and things or problems with his lymph nodes and everything. Um, so he's not doing so well. His wife has dementia. So they're trying to get uh, wills and trusts in order. And, you know, it's a mess because he had nothing done, but at least he's still mentally very capable. So they're yeah. scrambling. You yeah, know? We're, we're, we've got a couple cases in the office right now where people haven't got anything done because it was unexpected deaths yep so so now we're you know we're stuck in the probate court and you know it's a little more uh time consuming when there's no will so that you know right so or just there may be a will just can't find it um so things like that so we're we're wrestling with a few of those right now and then um i mean we'll get through them i mean we've done it a thousand times but you know for the families this is only the first time they're doing it. like, like you remember I have that saying, we retire, you retire once we retire every day. Yep. So similar to on this, you know, we've done this enough that, you know, we know what we're doing and, um, Oh yeah. But the, you know, for the clients first time going through it. So it's, it's pretty traumatic for them. So, you know, we, we hold our hands and we'll get them through it. So, yeah. Well, that sounds good. Now, what are we talking about on the show today? So today, um, we've created and they should go live, uh, today, hopefully, or tomorrow, um, two splash pages, actually I think three splash pages so that people can get their, what's called advanced directives. So, um, these are legal documents. So, um, I think some of them are misnamed, but we'll talk about, you know, especially with everything going on with the COVID, uh, issues, oftentimes people don't have the right legal documents in place. So Tony, if you got ill, and for some reason you got to the point where you couldn't make your own medical decision. If you don't have these 
documents in place called advanced directives, which are a healthcare power of attorney and a living will. And we'll talk about those. What's the difference? But um, you would end up your family would have to go to the probate court to get somebody appointed to be able to make those medical decisions for you. Because what's happened, you know, over the years is pretty much because of the fault of the attorneys. Yeah, I, I said that out loud. <laughs> You're blaming yourself. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, I mean, you've heard of cases where someone goes to the hospital, they, they save their life, they operate on them, save their lives, and then the, they, they get sued because, uh, well, our religion says you shouldn't operate. Right. right. So, yep, I've heard so, that. you know, so, you know, the doctors, they're trying their best to, to, to do whatever they do and save the people. And, and they don't really need lawsuits um, slapping them in the face for, you know, saving somebody. Right. So, um, so years ago, um, the here in Ohio, the Ohio Bar Association, the Ohio Medical Association got together and created some standardized forms so that on site, especially in the case of emergency, the medical professionals can say, oh, yeah, we know what those documents say. We're good to go, right? So, so these documents, the healthcare power attorney is, Tony, you're in a car accident, you're unconscious, got a ruptured spleen, they need to operate. Who did you pick to make that decision for you? My wife. Yeah. She's right. on the other table. She's unconscious. My brother. So there's a, a list of who who for them to call first in a case of an emergency mm. to be able to decide whether or not to um, you know operate. Uh, <clears throat> and then that one's uh, important because again, if you don't have that in place, maybe they don't operate, and maybe they have to wait to get someone appointed by the probate court. Now, I th- I think in most cases they're going to try and save your life, right? But um, you know, there's like, they don't want to get sued over this stuff. So, and, and again, I kind of blame the, the, uh, the, the legal, you know, us legal lawyers out there uh, suing people left and right. But the other one is really misnamed. Um, it's, it's called a living will, but for most people, they know it's called the pull the plug document. Now it's not for head cold. So if you get sick, Tony, your wife can't just pull the plug on you, but, uh, so on living wills, it's your direction. So they're called advanced directives because you're giving your directions in advance to the doctor. Look, if I'm ever terminally ill and permanently unconscious and the group of doctors who are attending to me have decided there is no chance of recovery, that I don't want to be hooked up to machines just to prolong my life. Right. Right. You know, we've seen cases like that in in the news where people are hooked up for years. Right. Right. So the living will again, which is, I don't know, they need, they need another name for it. Cause every time I say people don't, they don't, they don't understand what Cause there's also a, you know, a legal document called a living trust, right. Which is a document to, you know, give away your stuff when, when you pass away. But so the living will is probably misnamed, but anyhow, the living will is basically the pull the plug document. So if you sign one of those, so they look at that document first and say, look, if you're ever in this uh, situation, this is what Tony wanted. Okay. We're not going to ask his wife. We're not going to ask his brother. We're not going to ask his sister. This is Tony's advanced directives to us, what he wants done. Now, 
obviously they're going to consult with the family, right? They're going to have a meeting and the fam. look, the doctors don't know that this living will exist. Someone from the family or friend or whatever is going to present this to the doctor. So they're not doing this on their own. Or you may right. have, you may have already given your doctor or the hospital copy, right? So now the healthcare power attorney is kind of for everything else. So if you sign the living will, that trumps, probably a bad word today, but that trumps <laughs> the, um, you know, the, the, the ultimate decision. That's your decision. Okay. Right. So the healthcare power attorney is for like everything else. Like it, it, you're not that gravely ill, but we need to operate. You need medicine. We need to give you medicine. We need to be able, look, you're unconscious. We need to be able to talk to somebody else to do this. So, so the healthcare power attorney is, uh, is there for that. So, and we created another one, um, a release of protective medical information, which sometimes is called a HIPAA release, because uh, the original, you know, healthcare power attorney and the, our our new healthcare power attorney has a has a provision for that. We put a provision in for that. But before that, look, you can make all the medical decisions you want, Tony, for your wife, but nowhere in that document that says we can give you her medical records. You're like what? Wow, wow, <laughs> so, that's cra- that's crazy. Yeah. So we 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 create a different document for that a HIPAA release. So and you'll find HIPAA releases, um, you know, on the internet. So what we did is we cre- we took these standardized documents and made them PDF fillable. Mm-hmm. So you, you that's go handy. To, yeah. So you go to our splash page, and um, actually we're going to do the video today. So it'll walk you through how to fill this out. And then, you know, you click on it, you can print it and save it and things like that. So there'll be three of them, one for the healthcare power attorney, one for the living will, and then one for the HIPAA release. So, and then if you need anything beyond that, then, you know, you have to call us because that, those are kind of standardized documents. So we're not really acting as your attorney there. Um, so we're just kind of doing this as a public service to anyone who, who wants them. So, and we're, um, we're going to customize some other splash pages just for in case, uh, Certain businesses, you know, you say hey, any friend of the XYZ business, you know, go to this splash page. You can you can get your your documents done, or or you can go to our website. So, so we thought it'd be a good uh, public service thing to get those out there. We probably should have got them out there a little earlier, but there's so much legal mumbo jumbo, to, the hoops to jump through to make sure uh, uh, they're right and that you're not uh, uh, overstepping your bounds and you're not creating an attorney-client relationship and all that kind of stuff. So. So um, we, we finally got that nailed down, and we should be releasing them in a couple of days, hopefully today. If wow. we get the video yeah. done. Yeah, that'll so, be great. Yeah, because, you know, That's I've awesome. been to these. So what happens if you don't have them, right? So if you don't have them, Chris has to uh, go down to the probate court and say, hey, I got to get somebody appointed guardian for Tony because he was in a car accident, he's unconscious, and, uh, you know, we need – and we're, we want his wife to be the power of attorney. That's the most logical one, right? So, but again, the, the hospitals or the, or the medical professionals aren't going to do that by themselves because, like, they're not, they're, they've been sued too many times. And it's really like, look, we're not taking, we're not taking direction from his wife because maybe he really wants his brother. So, whatever it is, they want somebody to say, hey, this is the person who's going to give direction. So right. you go down to the probate court, you know, we file the papers. Yeah, the hearing's in two days. You're still unconscious. You know, and who knows? Right now with everything going on, I'm not even sure you'll get to the court in a week. Wow. You know? So, so 
I know that before, I, I think this is awesome because, and so when you said advanced directives, you're talking about things like these powers of attorney Right. And really, you're off. You're going to offer them and really good ones online for free to our listeners, is what you're saying. Correct. So okay. these will be the standardized ones that the Bar Association and Medical Association got together and, and and created. So I mean, we're not the only place you can get them, right? But we're trying to make it easy for people. You can fill them out and all that kind of stuff. And you'll have our little video of me walking you through it how to sign and where to sign it. And, and it covers things like, you know, do you want to make organ donations? And right. do, you want, do you want to donate all your body parts or some of the body parts? And then there's a question, do you, do you want to just do it for transplantation or for everything? Like, you know, if you sign everything, that means, well, you might end up being a cadaver somewhere in a medical school. And most people don't want that. Most people just say, hey, for transplantation, fine, you know, take whatever parts you need, but I don't really want to be a cadaver and, you know, Right. In a CSI scene, right? So Yeah, no. So all those are in there. So we'll we'll walk you through that in the video and uh you know get it signed. Now here in Ohio you can either have two note uh two witnesses on the document or a notary. So you don't have to have all of them, but you know, they're trying to make it easy as possible. I think if anyone's listening out there, hopefully they are, I think they should do that for all legal documents. Right. Oh wow! Two okay. witnesses, two witnesses, or a notary. Because we, you know, when we do someone's will, you know, where you can basically, you know, you die and you're giving away all your stuff, right? So that has to be, that has to have two witnesses, not a notary. So if you just notarize it, it's not good enough. You have to have two witnesses. So you know, my my contention is: so you're telling me that I could end my life by signing a document with a notary, but I can't give away my kitchen table. It has to have two witnesses. <laughs> so I, I think they should get it yeah. fixed or, or just say, look, a notary is good enough because sometimes what happens is we may have to go out to the client's house to get a will signed because, you know, they just can't make it in the office anymore. We have, to, we have to bring another witness. We have to tell them to get a neighbor or something like that. So it would be easier if they just said, look, as long as it's notarized, it's good. Um, but right now it's not. So so but these documents, yeah. you can do two, two uh, witnesses or a notary. So so that's, um, that's the, the procedure for that. So you get those signed, and you can make as many copies as you want, and, and, and you may even want to put them on file with your, you know, your general practitioner, so that they, you know, they'll upload those to their, um, everyone has these charts now where you, they're online charts here. And, you know, we're for, we're very fortunate in the Cleveland area. We have the Cleveland Clinic, which is a renowned uh, uh, hospital. And we also oh, have yeah. uh, university hospitals, which, so we really have a really great medical, um, and, and people don't even realize how, how good we have it here, but, but hopefully we never need them, right? So. Um, the Cleveland Clinic's big, uh, University Hospital's big, and we also have something called Metro Health. So we have quite a few uh, really good institutions here for our for our healthcare. That's good. And so we're what, in, and we're in the United States, but God bless us, right? Right. Well, I wanted to ask you about a living will. You were saying to me earlier it, it's not appropriately named. So yeah, what I, is, what is a living will versus a regular will, and why do they call it a living will? 
I, I really don't know why they call that. So the, a, regu- <laughs> a regular will is, look, I die, my wife gets all my assets, and if she's not around, then it goes to my two kids, right? That A, a regular last will and testament is giving away your assets. Yep. Right? So they're- I get that. Right? Yep. So a living will sounds like, I don't know. I, I, you know, what are they going to call it? The pull the plug document? I guess it's your your will to live or not, right? So I. Oh, I, I see. I, yeah, I don't, you know, it's just. But, you know, now, you know, for years and years we've had, you know, we've talked many times on living trusts, which are kind of will substitutes that don't have to go through the whole rigmarole of going through probate and saves money in the long run and does a lot, does a lot of things that your will won't do. So we call that a living trust. And that's called a living trust because you made it while you were living, right? So right, right. There's there's also what's called testamentary trusts, which are trusts that are embedded in your will. And yeah, historically, years and years and years ago, they used to do that. They used to put a will and put a trust inside of it. So I leave my money to my wife, but if our kids are not of age. Tony, I'm going to make you trustee over that money for my kids, right? So, right. So that was all embedded in your will, but then that will is forever in the probate court, right? So you got the time and the expense and the delays and the accountings and the attorney's fees and all that associated with the probate court. So many, many moons ago, uh, people were, um, and the big living trust revolution was probably 20 maybe even 30 years ago where they said, Hey, why don't we just separate these documents? Don't put it in your will and put, have just have a private document between you and your family. Right? Look, when I die, this is what I want you to do. Right? So how they got around this whole having of the probate court is once you retitle the assets into this name of the trust, the Chris Anselmo trust, they're no longer in my name as Chris Anselmo. They're in the name of this trust, the Blue Moon Trust, whatever whatever the name of the trust I decided to call it. Those assets are now owned by that Blue Moon Trust. And when Chris Anselmo dies, well, the trust doesn't die because it's not a living thing, right? So that trust just continues to go on, and I don't need to go to the probate court to sure. get somebody appointed. So That makes sense, I guess. Yeah, so. So when you have a will and a living trust, which usually go hand in hand, and all of a sudden you have a living will, you're like, what? So I, I don't, but they're called living wills all across the country. So I, I don't, I don't know what they should call it, but yeah. it just seems, uh, seems. But a uh, living will <laughs> is more for if I'm still alive, but I'm on life so, support and so, then they yeah. can pull the plug. Right. Or? right. So living will is terminally ill or permanently unconscious. So, yeah, you know, and I, we, I just had this situation with my uh, late ex-brother-in-law. He, um, he was uh, working on his, he, he had a siding business, and so he was actually working on his daughter's house and, and uh, either had a heart attack or a stroke or something while he was on the patio roof and, and fell off and landed on his head. And... Um, so they, you know, obviously they rushed him to the hospital, and he never came out of the. He never came out of the coma. So and you know he had a ventilator breathing for him. So eventually they're like, look, we need to make a decision. So that that's where the 
I'm not sure he had a living will, but that's where the living will would kick in. So if this was uh, him, you know, the living will would say, look, doc, if I'm ever in that situation, this is what I want done. Right. These are my directives in advance. That's why they call them advanced directives, which is people, when you first hear that, that word, you're like, what does that mean? Advanced directive. So it's your direction. Sounds like something advance. from Star Trek. The <laughs> advanced directive. So it's your directives in advance. Why you're you know capable and competent. Look, I'm putting this on paper. If I'm ever in this situation, I don't want to be left on life support for ten years, right? So, so just pull, take everything off, and if I live, I live. If I die, I die, right? So, right. It's kind of a exactly, and, and it often happens well, too with with you know people who are just old, right? And uh, or they're suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia. You know, at that point, you you can't legally make a you can't legally make a decision because you're by legal standards, you're incompetent and you can't make that decision. So they're looking to someone else to make that decision for you. Unless yeah. you have this advanced directive, right? So if you've already done it, you've put it in writing. Look, whenever I get to this point, I don't want, I know when my dad was passing away, um, my dad died of a Louis body's disease a couple of years ago. Oh, and, that's a know, bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's like having Parkinson's and Alzheimer's at the same time. Yeah. So, my mom you know, has Parkinson's, so I, yeah. I know all about it. Yeah. So, so at the end, you know, it's, it's for anyone out there who eventually gets there, it's pretty sad because what happens is they starve to death because their body says, I don't want to eat yep. anymore. And yep. so, you know, at the end they're like, do you want to put in a feeding tube? I'm like, what? They're like, you know, because we have to offer this to keep him alive. I'm like, no, we're not putting in feeding tubes to prolong his agony because, you know, eventually he's going anyhow. So, yeah. So without those documents in place, they may have put in a feeding tube. Oh. Right. And then yeah. look, you put in a feeding tube, someone could last a long time. If you keep giving him food and nutrition, they might last months and months, right? Until their body just completely shuts down. But, but they're in misery the whole time. Yeah. Right. So, so these documents are out there. They'll be up on our website. Now we have to go to our law firm website, which is AnselmoLaw.com, which is A-N-S-E-L-M-O law.com. And I think I'm going to have Aaron at least put a link on our uh, Brookside tax page so that you can get to them too. So BrooksideTax.com. Or you could call our office 440-886-3550 and we could walk you through them. And then, you know, this is just a prelude to you, you really should get your other estate planning documents done. You know, this is just a tip of the iceberg. This is just for your medical needs right now. But uh, again, I, I told you we, we just had several cases come in the office where uh, people can't either didn't have a will or they couldn't find the will. And we have a case right now where there's a person has a house that's you've seen that show hoarding. It's kind of like that. Like we can't find the will. So I said, well, well, we'll probate it as if we don't have a will. And as you're cleaning out the house, if we find the will, then we'll submit the will to probate. So, but, um, yeah, you just got to get this stuff done because you, you never know when your uh, time comes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? Good show. And I'm glad that you're going to have uh, those resources. Give that website address one more time where people can find this in a couple so, of days. So two of them, the main one, are, so our, our sister law firm is AnselmoLaw.com, A-N-S-E-L-M-O-Law.com. And then our, our, our financial um, website is BrooksideTax.com. So we'll have a link on there. So if you go to BrooksideTax.com, it'll link you over to the to the law side of the, the business. So 
Or call our office, 440-886-3550. Not sure when you hear this, but I think Regina's going on vacation for the next two weeks. So, But we'll, we'll get the phone answered. So, All right, and listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's show with our host, Chris Anselmo. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.